This is Strange Assembly, episode 91, The Search for Skywalker. He's always in the last place you look for him. Right I don't know. I look for him in the gut of a tauntaun belly, and he seems to... Although I guess gut of a tauntaun belly is kind of redundant, huh? He always seems to be there. Uh, actually, you're really not going to find him in this, because... You're, you're apparently better at Luke Skywalker hide-and-seek than I am. Well, yeah. <laughs> actually, I'm not very good at it, because I'm looking, and I do not see anything about Luke Skywalker in this set. Or am I missing something? Uh, I think that's him and sensors are placed. <laughs> Anyhow, I am Chris Stevenson. Also here with me today are Jay Earl. Hello. And Mike Cook. Utini. And this is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. We are here today to talk about The Search for Skywalker, the most recent force pack for the Star Wars card game from Fantasy Flight Games. We'll also presage that with a little bit of chatter about the pre-Search for Skywalker environment as seen through the light of our, our, our regionals, where... I didn't see anything but Sith all day out of the... I mean, I saw Imperials, if by Imperials you mean that they sometimes had the uh, the Admiral Mahdi objective set in their Sith decks. <laughs> but yeah, Dark Side, the meta seemed to... Mo- like, you just... your Your opponents are going to play Sith. And then the two options for light side seem to be Jedi, of course, uh, although with a couple of different variations. Most people, or almost everyone, was running the new objective set, and a reasonable number of people have pulled out Ben Kenobi, because you can't play him turn one, generally. And he's not really that strong, generally, anyways. And and then the other light side, the other well-performing light side deck was the all-vehicle rebel deck, which is meta against the Sith, because all the, the Sith has a lot of event cards that only hit characters. Right, right. I had one, one game with my Sith deck where Vader did autoerotic asphyxiation just so he could kill a Y-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that meta becomes even stronger if you were doing what I think most of the, I, I think the, this was most of them, maybe it wasn't most of them, but certainly a lot of the well-performing Sith decks were running the Hoth objectives from Desolation of Hoth, which means you've just now added in four copies of Ice Tromper, who doesn't work on vehicles. Nope. Now, I personally still pre- you know, search for Skywalker. I went back. I looked at my deck again after seeing so many people had been running the the Hoth objectives. I still liked it better without the Hoth objectives, and it worked out. You know, I didn't lose any. I did not lose at all with my dark side. So all of my losses were with my light side, which maybe is a sign that seriously, why are you the only Jedi player left who isn't playing with four copies of old Ben? Protect old Ben's protection shield. 
But I don't know. Did you guys see anything else interesting in the desolation of Hoth environment before we get into the uh, search for? Yeah, I, I found it interesting in how incredibly narrow it is, which is to be expected with one base set and one expansion. Mm. It was three decks, and I, I'm pretty sure the the top two were the exact same decks within like one objective set. Yeah, well, certainly after Swiss. I mean, I my my hmm was not about the notion that it was in a narrow meta, which it's an extremely narrow meta. My hmm was, I guess, about the notion that that was excusable. I, and the reason I was thinking in comparison was that Netrunner was a much more open environment. There's still clearly strong things like Haas Bioroid everywhere. Yeah, Haas Criminal is still all over the place. That's still the most popular, but I and I but there still seems like a much more variety. And I guess part of that is just that with Netrunner, maybe it's just because with Netrunner you've got seven seven different factions, and they were all actually supported at launch. So you have people who would be like, I want to play a this faction deck. Well, I think it's also that you have to build so chunkily in this game, which right, is a good right. thing, but it, it's bad in the beginning. Yeah, the way the objective sets come out, having a one objective set change between two decks, you've only got so much room for that to be a change, whereas in Netrunner, because it's still individual cards, we can be playing roughly the same deck, but have much smaller changes in them. I mean... Some of them were just so obviously better. Right. I mean, when there's a difference in what objective sets you use, the difference is much bigger. But within a faction, there isn't right now, there hasn't been a lot of difference in obje- in which objective sets you use. And like you're saying, Jay, you can't have an individual card difference, so then you end up with very little difference. Right. I don't know, but but Search for Skywalker... It first sort of answers the questions with, well, how are they going to fit so many different factions in with, you know, six different factions and having to have the whole objective sets things and having neutral objective sets? And the answer is they aren't. (laughs) So there are no Jedi and no Sith cards in the search for Skywalker, which I guess if you're going to have two factions to not have any cards of, those would be the two to choose. Right. I mean, I, I found it more interesting that we're now getting an imbalance between light and dark, that there's an extra light side objective set, whereas the, the first force pack you had two and a unique on each side. Yeah. Yeah, because you've got none of the objective sets are unique, and the rebels get something, and then the smugglers get something, and then there's a light neutral. Whereas on the dark side, there's just an Imperial and a Bounty Hunters. Now, on the objectives themselves, it's interesting. It seems like there's two sort of different ways. Like, both of the the Rebel objective set is a Hoth objective set. And the Light Neutral objective set is another Hoth objective set. So, if you're making a Rebel deck now you've really got an ability to load up on Hoth objectives. 
seven out of three, uh, seven out of ten. Yes. Although interestingly, the new that kind of is at odds with what has been the one playable Rebel deck so far, which is the all vehicle deck, because this is really a it's a mixture. I mean, part of its vehicles you've got the speeders, but part of it is troopers because the the new Rebel set is a trooper set, and the old light neutral set was a trooper set. Yeah. I, I feel like the shielded helps that a lot, too, because it really helps defray the, the stuff that they might try to do with force choke. You know, because ostensibly, if you're going to be running a rebel deck, normally you'd throw your shields on your big guys that you don't want targeted or you don't want to have take damage, but if there are none of those and they have problems targeting vehicles, your solution seems pretty obvious. Yeah. If we start with the actual light side objective first i i adore i adore sensors are placed the objective itself oh my god that ability it makes me drool yes let's marginalize old ben once again (laughs) well it's not like you're playing them in the same deck you can (laughs) it's not like you're playing old ben anyways apparently not no I did, and that was my downfall. Ah, uh, yeah, I was going to say, he he's still in mind, but then my Jedi deck actually lost games, which, you know, so. Yeah, so the, the trooper that shows up in this is, uh, in, as a two-of, is Echo Defender. You've got this deck, you've got at least two Hoth objectives. I mean, right, if you are playing this objective set, you're all in yeah. on Hoth, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So... You sure well, you've yeah, got a minimum the... of two, so he's got unit damage, unit damage, tactics. Now, it's all edge-dependent. Is that too much of a drawback? Well, that combined with the speeder gain edge one, and maybe you run Mon Mothma, who also gets edge one. Yeah, I, I don't like edge-dependent uh, unit damage in the Rebels, because I feel like the Rebels have trouble winning the edge battle sometimes. To me, Rebels are much more about, we're going to swing at three, and who cares who has edge? You're not going to be able to defend all of them. And if well, you're going I, I, that's, that strategy, who cares about the blast da- the the regular damage, the unit damage? Well, I think the other pack had the speeders who tended to have more of the blast damage. I think that's why this one's meant to complement them, because they also have... White tactics, tactics, in my opinion, tactics is never is something, is nothing, is never anything to uh, scoff at. A tactics is amazing. Yeah. And for two cost, for the Echo Defenders, for two cost, you're also getting two hit points. And the other, um, the other Hoth set had the thing that you throw it on a character and they get more hit points. The light of the Hoth survival kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that was the one that was weird, because it was the. This enhances a character in a set that's mostly about vehicles. I don't understand. Yeah, and uh, and even Wedge, Wedge you typically threw on a vehicle. Wedge is an enhancement. Yeah, Yeah. Wedge is an enhancement. What are you talking about? (laughs) Exactly. So this objective set by itself is not great at winning the edge. It's got three ones and then a two and a three. Echo base, I like... It's not as good as a resource generator as the standard ones, but... The, the bonuses. Eh, I guess, actually, you know, let, let me dial that back. I look at it and I like it, but then I remember that the damage capacity of objectives, 
mostly only matters against the Imperials. Because if I'm getting... Well, eh. I don't know. Actually, I feel like it matters more against the Sith than the Imperials, because the Imperials can just overwhelm, and extra damage is nothing to them. Whereas the the Sith might try to swing, take out one or two, just to get the, the dial up some, and so making that harder for them because they do not have a lot of blast damage. They do when I play Orbital Bombardment. <laughs> Sorry, I... Trust me, yes, that does not work. It, I, no, I, it, it worked in my Sith deck, well, because it's in the Mahdi oh, well, yeah, okay, and I have to say, I usually only pitch that for edge, for the edge battle, but it actually, there were Two it games at regionals where I was able to, where I had controlled the board relatively well, or where they their guys were were focused out, and I had a bunch of little you know little resource generating puds and protector guys over here, and I was able to be like, huh, orbital bombardment, attack and take two objectives, because that's what the Sith deck is supposed to be doing, right? Not the yes. Imperial. Yeah. And then you finish off by super lasering one of them from orbit? No, because that's the Tarkin objective set, and I'm not going to bun both Tarkin and Mahdi in my Sith deck. The light side, or the rebel set, also gets Echo Base Shield Generator, which is pricey. Yeah. thing is good. Yeah, it is, and it goes back in your hand. The game may be over by the time it goes back into your hand, but still, shielding, so good. Well, it'll it should go back into your hand, what, on every other turn? Not, not even every other your turn, because you do it on your turn, then you do it on their turn, then you do it on your turn, it comes back up, you play it again, you can do it again. Not that you necessarily want to put three resources into it again, but... Yeah, yeah, that kind of depends on... But hey, you know what? It doesn't matter because it's got three edge icons. Yep. And then there's first marker, which is not good right now. I mean, when I look at that, I'm like, when would I want this? Okay, I'm playing against an Imperial vehicle deck, and then I get to a situation where like, my opponent has really beaten up one of my objectives, and then I throw it on the objective so they have a really hard time finishing it off because... Now they can't attack it with their vehicles. Now they just unopposed it and kill it, I guess. But that's the best case scenario I can come up with for first marker. Yeah, no. And it even it's only a one, so it's no good to pitch. See, I want to see lots of edge icons on my terrible and mediocre cards, and I'm first marker is giving me nothing. It's just dead weight. Okay, so now let's skip to the the light neutral one, because that is totally going to go with the Rebel deck, because it's a Hoth objective, and it's got two more speeders in it, which, as Mike mentioned earlier, I think, get edge from the light side objective in the Desolation of Hoth, which is Hoth Operations. And it's got a tactics icon. Yes. Yep. And it's got shielding. And it's got a couple of edge icons for if I don't want it. I don't know, Hoth Scout, that's basically a 
an event, right? An event that uh, you get to save for a later turn, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. And then Tauntaun, which is a resource generator. <laughs> yes. Because why not? Actually, non-limited resource generation is pretty freaking good. Yeah. Well, that's right. It's I. You know what? I had not even thought about that. It's not limited, and and it you can get force choked, but you know whatever. But and not not typically before you're going to use it for whatever you're going to use it for, and then they stop. They didn't use it for something you really care about. Something that they I denied you a resource. And then Shelter from the Storm, which has a relatively low threshold to start with, because it's at least got the two force icons. It's like a super shield. Yes. So, okay, Mike, you're you're better off on uh, this than I am. Now, hmm. the uh, on, on the, the phase, that means I can attack with a guy, wait and see if they defend... And then shelter for the storm, my guy, and he's immune to damage during the combat. Yes. Yes, because it's declare attackers actions, declare defenders actions, edge battle actions. Well, I was thinking more in terms of the phase. That the end of the phase would presumably the combat is all going to last within one phase. I would assume. I'd... Yeah. Tauntaun is a resource producer. We like resource producers. The speeder is very defensive, but seems okay. It's got two health. It can shield stuff. The Hoth Scout I'm, is mediocre, and mm-hmm. Shelter from the Storm is it probably mediocre, but hey, it's got two Force Icons. So, does the Light Side have a competitive? Okay, so the Light Side has a Hoth deck now. Do they have a competitive Hoth deck? I want to try and try it and find out. Making that deck, I think, is really going to make you wish that echo-based defense was not unique. Yeah. Because that objective set is insane in the Hoth deck. When you get to have your, oh, it's my wilderness fighters who have unit damage, unit damage, edge-dependent blast, edge-dependent blast for three. That's amazing. And sub-zero defenses is amazing. If if yes. all your stuff is Hoth objective, oh my god, that's fantastic. Although it really emphasizes the oh my gosh, I don't have any force icons. <laughs> uh, who needs them? I have speeders. Err. Right. right. I mean, again, I f- I feel like the strategy. I mean, so like with the speeder tank with the edge dependent uh, focus focus icon, I would just like. Send him randomly somewhere. Either you don't defend and I get a free damage, or you and win the edge battle, tactic someone down, or you do defend. I've now gotten rid of one of your defenders when I make my real attack. Yeah, and the speeder tank is shielded, thus making it harder to actually take out. Okay, so the other light side objective set is for smugglers. I'm probably supposed to know, and I'm probably enough of a Star Wars geek, I should know what Renegade Squadron is, but I have no idea. It apparently has the Falcon in it. Yeah, well, Um, I'm guessing this is part of the Rogue Squadron, maybe, because it says Han Solo and Colsera, but no, I guess that wasn't them, was it? I have a friend who would know. I will ask him. Oh, I'm sure the internet can tell us, but we're just not going to worry about it. Uh, Okay, so here's the first question. 
Is this in any way relevant until the 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 big box the big expansion box. comes out? Um, I feel like it. No, I mean, yeah, because because you're not gonna play with two of these, uh, with two smugglers decks, and it's this is never gonna replace Han as your one. I think this is relevant if you are crazy and you want to play nine Hoth objectives right now. Since it is a Hoth objective? That's right. It's a Hoth objective. Maybe you make the Rebel deck and your two, and and you go Smuggler Faction and you run these two as right. your Hoth objective. Right, so you now have nine Hoth objectives. I don't know that that's a good deck. I'm just saying that would be the reason that it would be uh, pertinent right now. Yeah, I, I, but I still don't think that you run this over some of the... Because the Rebels actually have one or two really good objective sets. It's just that a lot of the other ones are not or, super Or critical. running this over, again, Han. Real Han, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. But I think once you can run this and Han, this is a pretty good set. Yeah. Uh, Echo Cat, I mean, they've got... It's got some pretty good cards, Renegade Squadron Operative, I think, is pretty good. Renegade Squadron, the only problem with it is just that it's five, but it's really it's really not that big of a problem. I think Munitions right. Expert is quite good. Well, Renegade Squadron, I think for right now, I'm mostly going to ignore its its ability, its reaction. But it's got two tactics icons. It's got a lot of health or damage capacity, whatever. Right. I mean, it's got one of every icon in black plus an extra tactics in white. Yeah. And it's a That's a just pretty good case. stat bar. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a fate card in here. I never mind that. Renegade Squadron Operative. Uh, that's not anything amazing, but right, it's it's two health and two unit damage for two. So that's fine as a media as a, you know middle a of the road. for the turn. The munitions expert is weird, like he just kinda sits at home and does its thing? Throws it on whoever needs that unit damage the most? Right. Well, again, once you get to the point where you can be playing this and Han, throwing that on Han, or for that matter, anyone else who has targeted strike? Yeah, I guess good. I'm, not, the, the, I'm not pumped about the munitions expert. I mean, that's okay. That doesn't seem like it's anything exciting. It doesn't have mm. doesn't have many force icons. I mean, no, he's not stellar, but at a one neutral, he's not bad either. Yeah. Echo Caverns, I guess another, yeah, home action. <laughs> Let's see, so the, the optimal thing is, of course, that you steal the combat icon from one of your opponent's guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sexy. <laughs> Palpatine, give me that. Right, because most of the time, I mean, the trait character is a trait. Vehicle is a trait. Yep. You're you're going to have something to target from. You can even, worst case, you could do something weird like focus one of your guys and then steal one of his combat icons and put it on a guy who hasn't focused yet, who hasn't focused to strike yet. Right, or pull one off of your guy who's sitting at home, give it to your guy who's actually at the battle. Yeah. So, speaking of factions that don't really exist yet, 
on the dark side, we have a bounty hunters or scum and villainy, whatever. I choose to call them bounty hunters. Although scum and villainy is a better name than smugglers and spies. Yeah. Now, again, you cannot play a smugglers and spies deck. So, Mike, I think that you might like this well enough to want to shove it into an existing deck. Is your one off faction objective? Uh, yeah, I'd say that's accurate. I don't think you do Jabba's orders by itself because we Quay Elite really needs you to capture something. So, well, I guess, I guess you could, but you have to run something else that captures or else we get Quay Elite, which is really the strong point of the set to me. It is nowhere near as good. Well, I think the strongest point of the set is Jabba's Palace, which is nuts. Yes. Oh, That's pretty good. Oh, yes. Plus, plus one damage capacity is so much more important dark side than light. Yeah, and if God help you, you have to to chuck it. It's three focus icons, but Jawa Trading Center? That is... <laughs> so what? And... I don't like Get Me Solo. I There are going to be times where, yes, Jabba's Orders comes out, and then you immediately get to go Get Me Solo and be like, I capture Han. And right. be like, Look, I told you, Get Me Solo. But yeah. most of the time, it's going to be, I'm guessing your scary card and hoping you actually have it in your hand. Right. Well, well I mean, the, also, if you're pu- it seems to me that you're wanting to play this set with either the Sith capture set or the Navy capture set. And if you're playing it with the Sith capture set, they that one has a card, look at an opponent's hand, discard a card from it. Yeah. So if you can get both of those cards, you can strip two cards out of their hand. It's so combo. It, it feels combo-y, and you don't have the ability to make a deck that supports what it's doing yet. One of the things to remember, too, is that, for one, you get to look at your opponent's hand. And for edge battles, that might really matter. Well, yeah, I yeah, do, but I just also got rid of a two-edge battle card out of my hand. No. Well, and I can't true, even play it on my opponent's turn to just get it out of my hand. Well, yeah, because then it would be really strong, because you just let them draw, then say, uh, I'm going to name, you know, because you've already, say you've already got a hand solo out, I'm going to name Luke, because that's probably the other big person you might get. And then if I hit Luke, great. If I don't, oh well, I, now I know what you have. Yeah. But that you can't do that. Yeah, obviously. yeah, you can't. And that's probably why you can only play it on your turn, is so you they right. they at least get one chance to play whatever the thing is that they drew before you can try to to snatch it. So that leaves us with the Imperial set, Deploy the Fleet. It gives you another way to reduce the cost of your your ships. A much stronger way to reduce the cost of your ships, right? Because the other one requires you to chuck cards from your hand. Yeah. Oh my god. I I do not. I want to draw cards. Do you know how insanely good Council of the Sith is? Yeah. The extra card draw in every single one of your... If you happen to get lucky enough to have two of those in your opening objectives... You, your opponent may as well just go home. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, the, the the thing about I found about this game that's somewhat counterintuitive is you're like, oh, well, this is one of those games where I'm drawing, uh, you know, up to my reserve limit every single time. So card draw is not going to be that important. I find it's actually more, I don't say it's more important than other card games, but it's easily just as important. 
uh, to be able to draw into whatever you need. Especially since you can't trim the deck like you could with other games, because you have to pack in bad cards. I, I feel like it's often less drawing into what you need and just plain drawing cards for the edge battle. Yes. That the edge battle is so huge, and you could just... You could easily lose four or five cards a turn for the edge battle. Right. Yes. That and that's why count. Yeah, Council of the Sith. Where like, yeah, where you draw in your opponent's turn. Like, who cares? It's always the I. I you play with that, and your opponent's looking across the board and thinking about attacking. And it's like, how many cards do you have in your hand? Yeah, still five. Uh <laughs> Right. I want to go back real quick. I just had a thought with Get Me Solo that makes me happier with that card. Okay. If you're playing a dedicated capture deck, let's say you capture Han Solo, they come over, they rescue Han Solo, they don't have a chance to drop Han Solo back into play, so you could just recap him. Yes. Did I I think I told you guys, but I got to uh I had a turn in the tournament where my opponent dropped everything in his hand but one card and attacked me and the it was basically a a board wipe except I had my Darth Vader still sitting there with one damage capacity left available, and my opponent destroyed an objective, and I flipped up the interrogation objective, and I <laughs> took the one card left in my opponent's hand, which was Han Solo, <laughs> who would have wow. killed Vader if he'd attacked. So it was a complete synergy, like, what's on this card? Oh, look, it's a picture of Vader saying to get Han. Oh, look, I just got Han, thus saving Vader. This is perfect. I love this game. <laughs> Go Star Wars. Okay, but... Actually, it's interesting. Both Deploy the Fleet and Jabba's Orders, like the the fatty card is a two-of instead of a one-of. Uh, in this one, they have Death Squadron Star Destroyer, which, man, yet another expensive one, but it's very durable and will just kick the snot out of objectives. Oh, yeah. Him alone is going to almost kill most objectives if he's not defended against. Well, he will be defended against if unless they run out of guys because he has mm. nothing but nothing. objective damage. But fleet navigator, eh? I guess it, I guess I just have to see. I always have to look at these and I think like, well, but I don't. This guy's pulling in two different ways. He's a resource. He's whatever. You just have to. Kind of be like, okay, ignore the fact that he's a resource. Okay, he's got an edge-dependent tactics. That's marginal. And it's right. just the resource is an extra option that you have. Right. Well, and also having two hit points, honestly, uh, kind of helps. Because Han very much likes to pick off the guys with one. Yes. Yes, your, your killable holdings are a lot better if they're harder to kill. Yep. But the Imperials also, you get Death Squadron Command. I don't know, it's... I mean, if you're, if you're playing the Star Destroyer deck, you need a lot of resources to fuel it, and it's slightly better than a 3-cost, three 3-production, three in that you might get a few... You, you, you might get it back answer? before three turns, yeah. Yeah, and Admiral's Orders is another, like, let's just make these gigantic capital ships cheaper... Right. Yep. But I don't know. Like it seems like an that's okay set of stuff. Okay, Death Squadron Star Destroyer is really nice when you get it out, but it's enormously expensive. 
Right. And yeah. the other stuff is kind of is either eh, mediocre or, resources in the hopes of getting them out. I still look at this and be like, so yeah, Sith. I guess it's only two objective sets, so and one of them's for a not fully functional faction yet. But I don't have any intention of changing a single card in my Sith deck to make room for in my preferred dark side deck to make room for these. I I'm not gonna use the smuggler the the bounty hunter objective. No, yeah, though th- this bounty hunter objective does have me looking forward to the point where you can play the bounty hunter deck with just the Sith capture objective because that looks good to me. Once once it's that objective, the two objectives we've got now, and then two more bounty hunter objectives. I would say obviously, but I, I hope it's. It'd be really sad if it wasn't the case, but you know when the Gathering Darkness comes out, we'll have a. There'll be a lot more options. You right. Know, you've added 50% more factions to the game. Also, also, just generally, apparently, uh, Luke is harder to find than Waldo. Yes. Because we didn't find him. We did not find him. We we just found somebody wearing a stripy shirt. <laughs> All right. You've been listening to the Strange Assembly podcast. You can also check us out at strangeassembly.com or see what we're up to on Facebook or Twitter, where we are Strange Assembly and at Strange Assembly. We always like to hear your feedback, either on the website or by emailing me at chris at strangeassembly.com. For Jay Earl and Mike Cook, I'm Chris Stevenson, and may the force be with you.